You're listening to Mysteries Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will be celebrating our 100th episode. Welcome to the live 100th episode of Mystery Still Unsolved. I seriously cannot believe we made it. And it really was a group effort because if it weren't for all of you, I don't know if I would have made it this far. You have been so supportive, encouraging, and you consistently show up for me, which makes it worth it even on the more difficult weeks. I'm thrilled to be celebrating this huge milestone today, and I'm even more excited to share with you some incredible, super awesome things that I've been working on. So here is our housekeeping, but it's more so just like really exciting announcements. Number one, and possibly my most favorite housekeeping item today, we have merch. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it is true. Um, So I'm going to make them available for purchase when this episode goes live, which will be on Thursday. So on Thursday, I think that's February 23rd, if you go to my website, www.mysterystillunsolved.com, there are vinyl stickers for sale right now. And there is also a pre-order going on for Mystery Still Unsolved t-shirts. I'm going to run the pre-order through that next month, and then I will place the order and get those shirts out to you. Um, The stickers I have, like, right now. Like, if you're on our Instagram Live, you are seeing me put them up against the camera. I have them right now. So if you were to order one of those, you will get it really, really quickly. Um, With the shirts, I just wasn't sure what sizes to order and how many of each size, so I thought doing a pre-order would probably be the best bet, so I'm not stuck with a bunch of inventory. Uh, The shirts and stickers are great quality. I have a sticker on my microwave, or not my microwave, my toaster oven right now. I also have a sticker on my uh, water bottle just to make sure that it would stick, and I've been testing it for two weeks, and they still look great. Um, My husband and I have been wearing the shirts, washing them, you know, pretty consistently just to make sure that they're going to stay looking nice. Um, and the stickers are really good quality. They're super thick, which is super nice, but they're still like, you know, like bendable. Um, and I can't wait to see you all with my new merch. I'm so excited. Um, I was thinking about this. So if you want a sticker, since I have these right now and you guys are listening to me live, if you're listening live on the Instagram, I have a Venmo. It is, uh, mystery still unsolved. If you Venmo me $4.00. And then put your address and then make sure that the message is just between us because I don't want everybody to have your address. I will get these sent out to you like before the weekend. Um, So that's kind of like a little perk that you get for joining me live today. Um, And then, of course, um, I will post my website in the show notes uh, just so that you know how to get there and you can get your own shirt. Woohoo! Do you want to know? How you can get 15% off the merch, though. Listen up, because we're going to go to housekeeping announcement number two. 
Uh, wow, I'm really good at segues. <laughs> um, I finally feel like an official podcast uh, podcastee now because I have a Patreon. Yes, it's true. If you would like to monetarily support this podcast, now you can. Um, I have three tiers. The first tier pledges would pledge $1 a month, and they are named the Uncultured Swine. <laughs> All members of the Uncultured Swine Group will get a shout out on the show. Our second tier pledges will pledge $3 a month, and they are our Couch Potato Sleuths. Couch Potato Sleuths will get a shout out on the show, and they will get a complimentary Mystery Still Unsolved sticker with a handwritten note from moi. Our third and final tier pledges um, will pledge $5 a month, and they are our crime scene investigators. Uh, crime scene investigators will get a shout out on the show, a complimentary mystery still unsolved sticker with a note from yours truly, and a custom coupon code sent to their email, which will give them 15% off all merch. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, just go to mysterystillunsolved.com, or no, sorry, that. <laughs> mysterysoulandsolve.podbean.com. <laughs> and then I also wanted to make sure that I let everybody know that all three tiers will get a bonus episode that will not be available to people who are not patrons. And you will get one bonus episode a month. I'm hoping that I can do two, but I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. So right now I'm just going to say one just to cover my own butt. Um, there, it's a possibility that you will get a surprise bonus second episode, but I'm just going to say the one for now because I am not used to this. This is my first rodeo. Um, your donations will not only support the growth of this podcast, um, help me purchase equipment, help me pay for the hosting sites that I need to run this podcast, um, and it also go towards the giveaways that I do throughout the year, but I'm also committed to giving back. I know that we all wouldn't be here if we didn't truly care about the victims of crime and so this is why 15% of the proceeds that I make from patrons, that I make from my merchandise, I am going to be donating to the Joyful Heart Foundation. If you don't know what the Joyful Heart Foundation is, it is a company or foundation founded by Mariska Hargitay, who is the main character on SVU. Um, her foundation aids police departments in getting as many crime scene DNA samples tested to get these cases solved. I was like shopping for organizations, foundations to do. And I just thought that that was incredible. And I knew that you would all be happy about that. So if you help out the podcast, you can also be helping out to get these cases solved all at once. So it's really like a win-win. Um, if you're not able to watch my live episode today, currently happening right now, uh, no worries. Just hop on over to my website, www.mysterystillunsolved.com, and you can see and purchase our stickers, and you can pre-order a shirt, and um, I will put the link for the patron, like if you want to join my Patreon, I will put that in the uh, show notes as well. Okay, I feel so relieved to get all of that out. It has been so hard to keep this and this and the Patreon all a secret from you. And I'm so glad um, that I can just shout it from the rooftops now. <laughs> all right. I have a very exciting episode coming at you today. And I know you want me to get to it. And I will. 
after, I just really quickly tell you to follow me on my Instagram, Mystery Still Unsolved. If you're listening live to this episode, you're already doing that, so thank you. Um, there you can view pics and videos of the cases that we cover. I pop in on stories every once in a while, and you can even watch this episode live because I'm going to save it if I can. <laughs> um, you can send me a DM with a case suggestion. You can comment your thoughts, theories, and opinions on cases that we cover and just see what's new around here. Okay, okay. I know that you just want me to get to it and I'm happy to move on because I feel like I just threw a ton of information at you with the merchandise and the patron program and everything. So yeah, let's get down to the episode today. In the 100 episodes I have created for you, there have been some updates. And so today we're going to discuss some of these updates that have happened since I posted my episode or since I posted my, yeah, since I posted that episode, as well as just touch on some of my favorites. Actually, I don't really know if I want to use the word favorite because they're all the worst. <laughs> um, since I obviously don't want anything bad to happen to anyone ever, but I guess maybe I should say the cases that have just made a really big impression on me. I'll say that. Um, the first case we covered after the recap episodes was Rudy Allen Rothberg. If you don't remember him, he was a truck driver who was found shot to death in his truck as he had been sleeping on the side of the road. It has been a little over 50 years since this heinous and albeit pointless crime took place, and unfortunately, the police are still nowhere near closer to solving the case now as they were that mid-April morning back in 1972. In our second episode, we discussed Lindsay Buziak. Um, she, is a, she was a young realtor who was brutally murdered in a home that she was showing. No updates really other than the fact that Jason, who was her boyfriend at the time of her death, um, his mom is currently in the process of suing Lindsay Buziak's father for slander and defamation. Um, Lindsay's dad is pretty convinced that Jason and his mom were involved in the murder of his daughter, um, so I guess she's suing him. Um, but only time will tell what happens with that case, but I will keep looking for updates and let you guys know as I find out. Um, then we don't really have any updates really until the episode we covered titled The Westfield Watcher. If you listened to that episode, then you know that I mentioned at the end of it that the couple affected by this um, was currently in the process of possibly selling their rights to Netflix for a made-for-Netflix movie. Well, it turns out they did sell their rights to Netflix, but Netflix opted to make a short series of the case instead of a full-length movie. Um, I watched the show, and it was very, very good. Um, it did a good job overall sticking to the premise of the story, um, albeit, of course, they did throw a few like characters and situations in there to just make the story flow a little bit better. Um, if you've had a chance to watch, if you haven't had a chance to watch the show, I totally recommend it. If you have had a chance to watch the show, let me know your thoughts about it. Um, the watcher, him or herself, has still yet to be caught. Very interesting. Very interesting. I remember that case and it was creepy. 
I feel like there are just a couple of cases that make me very on edge after I write them and post them. And that was definitely one that was making me like look over my shoulder and be like, what was that? What was that? Uh, Then a few episodes later, we cover The Lady in the Lake. This is a case that really made a huge impression on me, so that's why I want to bring it up. Um, So The Lady in the Lake is better known as Joanne Matak Romaine, um, the woman who was found in the Detroit River after she attended a church service. Some people believe that she took her own life. Some people think that she just slipped on ice and fell into the water. Um... Yeah, others believe that there was definitely foul play involved. In 2021, so just recently, Tim Matok spoke to the public after years of silence. Tim, as you may remember, was Joanne's cousin and has been a person of interest in this case for a very long time. Um, He spoke out about how being a person of interest in this case has essentially tarnished his own reputation, um, but he claims that he was in the town of Warren and has cell phone pings to prove it. The case of Joanne Matak Romaine is still open, and the reward for any information has recently increased to $100,000. Then we have the Fort Worth Trio. Um, I did receive some spicy comments from a disgruntled listener claiming to know the father of one of the victims who said that all of my information was wrong on the episode (laughs) um, and that I should contact the family for better information. Okay. While I am saddened that they were unhappy with my portrayal of the episode, um, I just wanted to take a moment to address you. I can assure you that all the information that I found for the episode was from credited sources. I also would like to remind everyone that I am a tier two couch level potato sooth, <laughs> couch potato sleuth. <laughs> um, I'm not an investigator, an investigatory journalist by any means. Um, and I am no way involved in the police department. So to suggest that I should contact the family, I just won't do it. (laughs) I won't do it. Now, if any family member wanted to contact me to get the record straight, I would totally be open to that. Totally be open to that. And I would make things right on the show. Um, But no, I'm not going to contact people because I'm not going to bother people. Um, I want people to be able to grieve and process in peace. So I'm not just me, some rando lady contacting a victim's family. I'm just not going to do it. I will just go to the credible sources that I find online to piece together my stories. Um, again, if a family member wanted to reach out to me after I post an episode and you will see that a couple of them have, um, I'm totally open to it and I will correct any mistakes that I made. Um, I will say that since I posted the Fort Worth Trio episode, um, a baby who went missing in Fort Worth uh, 51 years ago was found alive. That in conjunction with an anonymous donor who posted $50,000 to anyone who can provide information that leads to an arrest and a conviction makes myself and the families of all three girls hopeful that one day this case will be solved. We have another person who joined us on the Instagram live. Hi, Mimi 72 Welcome. Um, we're posting this episode live today. Um, it's going to be out on Thursday. Uh, then we have the Tylenol Chicago murders. In an article posted in September 2022, I learned that investigators say new evidence may finally help solve the case of seven people who died after taking Tylenol laced with cyanide in 1982. 
They're not going to disclose what evidence that they may have. It's probably smart to keep that close to the chest. Um, But they do admit that the case lacks physical proof, but that investigators believe that circumstantial evidence that they have may be enough to make this a chargeable case. But that decision would need to be made by the local DA and prosecutors. So who knows? Maybe we will get a verdict sometime in the next few years and I will have another update for you. Fingers crossed. All right. So then we have Natalie Wood's um, husband. So we have Natalie Wood. So Natalie Wood is the famous actress. Um, She was on a boat and she mysteriously like left the boat and then subsequently drowned. Um, Natalie Wood's husband at the time of her death, his name was Robert Wagner, has officially been cleared as a person of interest in Wood's death as of May 2022. He was a person of interest for a very, very long time, and he's officially been cleared. I feel like this is still going to follow him, but he has been officially cleared. Um, I got to tell you, whenever I see Christopher Walken, I get a weird feeling. <laughs> um, I just saw him in the new show. Uh, we were just watching this one show. It's called Severance. And I just can't help but think of Natalie because if you are not familiar with that case, Christopher Walken was actually on the yacht when all of this happened. So it's just kind of like a weird thing that he was there, um, probably just like a dark spot on his past. Um, but I just can't see him in his goofy self and like not think of this case with Natalie Wood. Um, I definitely don't think he's in any way responsible, um, just that I think it's odd that he was like peacefully sleeping on the ship when this happened. Like that could be any one of us, right? Okay. Garrett Phillips is another case that we covered and I have an update. So Garrett Phillips was a young boy who was strangled to death in his apartment in Potsdam, New York. It appears there may have been some leads in the last few years, but these leads unfortunately haven't gone anywhere. Um, there was a person of interest, an ex-boyfriend of Garrett's mother, Mr. Hillary. I can't remember his first name, but he did attempt a lawsuit against the village of Potsdam in 2022. So just last year, um, Hillary claimed that his rights were violated when he was arrested in the death, but he did lose the suit. Um, we have another person joining us on Instagram live. Hi, a underscore Celine 24. We are posting this episode uh, we're doing it live today, and I'm going to post it on Thursday, so you'll get a shout-out on the Thursday episode. So, welcome, welcome. Um, then we have the boy in the box, who, if you didn't hear, we no longer need to refer to him as the boy in the box. He has a name, finally. Um, his name is Joseph Augustus Zarelli. By using familial DNA, the police department was able to identify Joseph, and they now have a lot of work to do. Um, Unfortunately, some people that they would have loved to interview regarding this case have passed away, so it's possible that we may never know why or how Joseph died, but we do have his name, and at the present time, a new headstone is being commissioned to replace the nameless one. I'm not going to lie to you. I watched the one-hour press conference um, regarding this case when they announced his name, and I just about bawled my eyes out the whole entire time. Uh, There were so many people in the press conference who did the same. Um, It was honestly difficult not to. Um, The names of Joseph's parents um, have not been released. I think it's possible that they may have passed on. I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that, but they have not been released. Uh, 
Next is the double homicide of Lisa and Kaylee Bennett. And unfortunately, I don't have any update to relay in terms of this case being solved. I did find it interesting that when I researched this case to see if there were any updates, my podcast was the first thing to pop up, which means that when people want to learn about this case, they are able to find my podcast episode about it. And I've apparently been turning to my episode to get the most current information about it. In a weird way, I'm proud about it, but in a weird... But in like a different way, like I'm not excited because it means that this case isn't being covered very much. And that's why my podcast was like right at the top. I wish that more people were discussing and learning this case because I obviously like want the case to be solved. Um, But that was kind of an interesting little tidbit that I learned when I was trying to find updates for cases. Um, Moving on, we have Michelle Von Emster or the shark attack that never was. In 2021, so just a few years ago, the Shark Files podcast released an episode about the Michelle Von Emster case. About a year later, the host of the podcast revisited the case in a blog post after coming across an article from 2019 written by Michelle's sister, Teresa Cologne, who is a mental health advocate. In this heartbreaking article, Cologne outlines the abuse that Michelle suffered at the hands of a serial pedophile priest... Um, along with the Catholic Church's subsequent cover-up. So Michelle um, was going through a lot of things. Um, She had experienced a lot of trauma. And because of that, um, she kind of had a descent into addiction and various medical issues and the devastation of Michelle and Teresa's family. In the blog post, the the podcast, cast host writes that Cologne appears to have edited a wiki article and left the following comment, quote, updated details about my sister's death. No mystery on this one, end quote. In a related Reddit post by the podcast host, a commenter replied, quote, the person who edited the page also added another line, quote, after investigation, the family knows the true cause of death and has chosen to keep these details private, end quote. It is unclear if the Wikipedia page about Michelle even exists anymore. Perhaps it was eventually removed at the request of the Von Emster family. Uh, The takeaway from these updates, though, neither the podcast host nor Michelle's sister come right out and explicitly state Michelle's cause of death. But it is strongly implied that um, Michelle's childhood trauma contributed in some way. Um, Whether her death was due to drugs or suicide or some combination of factors, along with the possibility of another person's involvement in this tragic stew of ingredients, it seems that there is at least more information now. Um, Any further answers may have to remain a private family matter. And that is their right. We can't force them to tell us. So if they want to keep it private, that's their right. Uh, Rosie Tapia was one of the saddest cases that I've ever covered. It's it's local to me because I'm in Utah and Rosie Tapia happened in Utah. Um, you all know how I feel about child cases. Um, it hurts my heart to read that these cases in particular remain unsolved. Um, I will say that the family has re- uh, recently increased the reward for any information that leads to a conviction to $100,000. So if you or anyone has any information regarding the kidnapping and murder of Rosie Tapia, please contact the local authorities. Maybe there were fears that existed long ago 
um, that may have stopped you from talking before. Um, but with time passing, those fears are alleviated. They're long gone. And maybe you feel like you would get some sort of relief by getting this information that you know off of your chest. So it's never too late to do the right thing. So if you know any information about, honestly, any of the cases that we are updating today, like you should say something, you'll feel better. Okay. The Jackson Hole Slings. Now this is an interesting update. I actually got a message from someone who claimed to be someone very close to one of the person of interest in this case. Okay. So they contact me through my Instagram. Um, so first off, I want to apologize for saying the name of this person of interest. Uh, his name, I pronounced it wrong on the episode. His name was not Cabell Venable, but rather Cabell Venable. So like I said, if you are a member of the family or somebody who knew any of these cases and you reach out to me and you give me a correction and you're nice about it, <laughs> even if you're not nice about it, I'll still correct myself, but it would be appreciated if you would be nice about it. Um, I will definitely correct myself because I know that I, I'm humble enough to know that I don't know everything and I definitely don't know how to pronounce everybody's names, but names are super important. I have a very, I don't want to say I have a really weird name because I don't think that my name is weird, but I do have a name that like people read it and they mispronounce it all the time. They always say like Rachel or Raquel and like names are important. So I definitely want to make sure that I'm pronouncing people's names right and I can be corrected when possible. We have another person joining us on the Instagram live. So I just want to give them a shout out. KMU underscore welcome. Uh, this is a live episode today and I'm going to be posting it on Thursday. So you'll get a shout out on Thursday. Thanks for coming and joining us. Um, I do want to say thank you to the person who contacted me regarding this specific um, episode because they were very kind and they were very respectful about it. Um, I obviously don't want to make mistakes when doing this podcast. So I appreciate them uh, reaching out. They also informed me that although Kabul is a person of interest, that if you look at the circumstances surrounding his death, including some paperwork um, and some legal documents that were altered right before his death, this person claims you may not be so quick to accuse him of this crime. A little vague, something to think about. I'll take it though. So that was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to be reached out to by somebody that was close to one of these cases and just to give us a little bit more insider information. All right. And there you have it. Those are the updates on my first 100 episodes. I hope that as the years pass, we will only continue to get updates um, and that some of these updates will elite, will lead to arrests and convictions, and some of these SOBs will be locked up for good. Um, technology, specifically DNA technology, is getting so incredibly amazing, especially in regards to familial DNA. Um, I predict that many, many, many more cases will be solved using this incredible resource that we have now. Um, thank you all so much for spending a hundred weeks with me. I seriously could not do this without you and all of your support. Um, sometimes there are those weeks, you know, where 
I just like don't have the motivation. I have gotten like a bad review or something, or maybe I'm just like going through some stuff in my personal life and I'm just like, eh, I don't want to write a podcast episode. I have way too much on my plate or I don't have the mental capacity to do it. But then I remember that there are people out there who are waiting for my episodes week after week and that kind of gives me the motivation to do it and to not quit and to not give up. Um, I love getting messages of encouragement from you guys just saying like, hey, I love this case. You did a great job or oh man, I've been hoping that you would cover this case. Like I, you, you seriously, if you've ever sent me one of those messages, you have no idea like how much it meant to me. Like it, it literally like lit a fire in me to be like, okay, I can keep doing this. Let's just keep doing it. (laughs) It's a lot of work to do these. It's literally like a term paper, like a term or like a college essay, like every week. Um, so it's definitely a labor of love, but I do it for you guys because I love you guys and I could not do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Do you want to know how to best support this podcast? Of course you do. Um, If you'd like to support monetarily, you can do that now. Um, I made some announcements at the beginning of this episode just for those who are popping in on Instagram live. Um, If you'd like to support monetarily, you can do so now by becoming a monthly patron. That uh, link, and I'll post it in the show notes and in a comment on my Instagram live, is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash mystery still unsolved dot pot bean dot com forward slash. So that is how you can choose if you want to pledge $1 a month, $3 a month, or $5 a month. Remember this money goes directly into improving this uh, podcast, you know, the quality of the sound, the reach of this podcast, all of the website hosts that I have to pay for to keep this podcast up and running. Um, and then 15% of the proceeds from my merchandise, which if you're just posting, coming on, uh, Instagram live, I have shirts now and I have vinyl stickers. Um, 15% of the proceeds will go to the Joyful Heart Foundation, which is a foundation that helps local police departments around the country test their, uh, rape and other various DNA kits, um, when they lack the funding to do so on their own. Um, which will inevitably help them solve cases. So you can be helping solve cases with your donations. Um, If you'd like to support in another way, you totally can. My Instagram is at mysterystillunsolved. There you can like, you can share, you can comment, you can DM me a case suggestion or just some straight up love. (laughs) Oh, we have another person that's joining us on the Instagram live and I want to make sure I give them a shout out. Uh, Welcome. Okay. LJ Tolbo. So thank you. We're just doing a live episode. It's going to be posted on Thursday if you want to hear your shout out. Okay. Um, Visit my website, www.mysterystillunsolved.com. There you can binge as of Thursday. So if you're listening live, it's not out yet. But on Thursday, you'll be able to binge all 100 episodes. And now you can even purchase a vinyl sticker or you can pre-order a t-shirt with my lovely logo on it. Um, you can always support by word of mouth. Honestly, those are the best recs that I've ever gotten is somebody that's like, Hey, I heard about your podcast from my sister, from my best friend. And then they're like true blue fans for life. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Cause like, that's the thing. Like when I hear something, when I'm like listening to a podcast and I love it, I have friends that are like, Hey, um, I know that you have a podcast and I'm already listening to that, but 
do you have any more recommendations for more pot um, like true crime podcasts and then I'm like oh yeah here and then they look at listen to it and like I just think that that's the best way that's like the most solid way to support the podcast I think it's just word of mouth um but also don't feel like you have to limit it to family and friends okay you can tell your bartender, your barista, your babysitter, your bookie, and any other people in your life who start with the letter B, <laughs> um, or honestly, any other letter of the alphabet. You can just go buck wild. Um, but as always, the best way to support this podcast would be to join me next week when together we'll discover, did anyone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved.